You're listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. Fellowship Baptist Church is located in Clark Lake, Michigan. Today's message is part of a Bible doctrine series by Pastor Daniel White. Now let's prepare our hearts as Pastor White brings forth God's truths from His Word today. All right, let's take our Bible turn to Psalm 34. Psalm 34. Well, for about three years now, we have been in a series on Bible doctrine. Started out with the doctrine of the Scriptures. We moved to the doctrine of God, the doctrine of the Son, the doctrine of the Holy Spirit, the doctrine of man, right on down through the list. And now we have arrived at the doctrine of angels. The Bible says that we should not be tossed to and fro and carried about by every wind of doctrine. Listen to me, church. There are so many winds of doctrine blowing out there today in the world. It is really a scary thing. And one of the areas that those false teachers are spreading their doctrine is over YouTube. I have never seen more people being led astray by false teachers than I am seeing today because of their accessibility to YouTube. They get an idea in their mind and they want to know what some preacher says about it. And so they go to YouTube instead of going to the Word of God and going to their local church where they can be grounded in sound doctrine, they run to some YouTube preacher. Let me tell you, stick with the Word. Stick with the Bible. Know your Bible. Know the doctrines of Scripture so you will not be one of those that will be tossed to and fro and carried about by all the various winds of doctrine that are out there. All right. Uh, Psalm 34. I'm going to begin with verse 3. O magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, and he heard me, and delivered me from all of my fears. They looked unto him, and were lightened, and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him, and saved him out of all of his troubles. Verse 7. The angel of the Lord. That's what we're going to study tonight. Who is this angel of the Lord? The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivereth them. O taste and see that the Lord is good. Bill, lead us in a word of prayer. Amen. Now, I have 87 slides tonight. I cut that down by about 20. And that was really hard for me to do. But I did that because I knew there was no way we were going to get through the lesson tonight unless I did some slashing. And so I slashed about 20 of the slides out. And I made the review much shorter than I would like to do. Uh, But let's go ahead and let's get into our review tonight about what the Bible says about angels. We're not going to cover all that we've talked about so far concerning angels and what the Bible teaches about angels, but what we've been looking at and we've been focusing on the various ministries that the different angels that God has created has. Now, remember, there were different types of angels. How many could give me every single type of angel mentioned in the Scripture? 
Oh, none of you? After all these weeks? Not the number without looking at notes, yes. All right, let's go through them. First of all, we had the what? We had the archangels, which were Michael and Gabriel. Yeah, that's down the list a little bit. What was next? Oh, you guys. We had the cherubims. All right. What's the next one? Okay, I figured you'd get that one. The seraphims, because they're so much alike. The archangels, the cherubims, the seraphims. Uh, then we came to the ruling angels. And then we talked about the guardian angels. And now tonight we're going to talk about the angel of the Lord. So let's do a little review over the ministry of these angels that we've looked at so far. First of all, the archangels, Michael and Gabriel. Remember that Michael was the warrior. Gabriel was the one who was the messenger of God. As we looked at Michael, the warrior, we saw several passages of Scripture where Michael was engaged in spiritual warfare, and there was a war in heaven. Michael and his angels, the good angels, fought against the dragon. Who's the dragon? Satan. And the dragon fought in his angels and prevailed not. So we looked at several of these spiritual warfares that took place, uh, Michael being the warrior angel. Then we looked at Gabriel, and there's actually we'll look at him again tonight, uh, several instances in scripture where gabriel brought a direct message from god uh, to individuals so we call him the messenger angel michael the warrior angel gabriel the messenger angel and here we find where he appeared to mary and told her that she would bring forth the christ child this is just one of uh, the messages that gabriel brought from god then we had the seraphims uh, that we studied this is in the book of the revelation these are called beasts because uh, of their appearance uh, they were full of eyes before and behind. The first was like unto a lion, the wild kingdom. The second was like unto a calf, the domesticated kingdom. The third was, had the face of a man, uh, God's direct creation in his own image. And then the fourth had the face of a flying eagle or the fowls of the air. See that these beasts, each of them had six wings. They flew around the throne nonstop, or I should say they fly around the throne nonstop. And what do they sing? Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. So we had the seraphims, and then we moved from the seraphims to the cherubims. A little bit different. A lot of similarities, but they were a little bit different. Each of them had four faces. They had the same faces as the seraphims, but the seraphims each had one face. These uh, cherubims have four faces. There was something else that was different about them. They had how many wings? They had four wings, where the seraphims had six wings. They also had a cleft foot. The Bible said they also had hands. When they flew, how did they fly? Well, they would fly up, they would fly down, they would fly sideways, but how did they fly? In groups of fours, okay? Holding hands, they would fly back and forth. <clears throat> With them were these wheels. Remember how these wheels, wherever these cherubims went, their wheel went with them, and the wheels would spin, the wheels were full of eyes, and as the wheels would spin, what would happen? glory would spin out of these wheels okay we can only imagine 
what that's going to be like when we get to heaven and we see this. Of course, all this comes directly from the scriptures. We're not making this up, all right? This is really true. So the ministry of the seraphims and the cherubims was simply to bring glory to God. Then we studied the ruling angels and all that the Bible says about them. For by him were all things created that are in heaven and earth, visible and invisible. Are angels invisible? But can they be visible? Yes, they are. Visible and also invisible. Whether they be thrones, and watch this, thrones or dominions, principalities or powers. Talks about the different ranks of the ruling angels. All things were created by him and for him. And so we talked about the hierarchy that there is within the angelic rank. The Bible speaks about ten ranks of angels. The Bible doesn't tell us exactly how they're ranked, and so I was kind of guessing as I put them in an order that I think they may fall into, but we would have the archangels. That's just common sense that they'd be number one. We have princes, cherubims, seraphims, thrones, authorities, principalities, dominions, powers, and might. All these referring to the different ranks of angels. Then we talked about the guardian angels. The Bible says a whole lot about them. Remember Daniel in the lion's den? How God sent the angel and clo closed the mouth of the lion. The Bible says, For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. And so we spent a lot of time looking at what the Bible says about guardian angels. That brings us up to where we are tonight. Did I do that fast enough? Okay, thank you. Can't do it any faster. I think the study tonight is fascinating myself and very interesting as we try to identify who this angel of the Lord is according to Scripture. So who is he? The Bible talks a lot about the angel of the Lord 64 times. We find the angel of the Lord mentioned in Scripture. And so we go to all of those references to the angel of the Lord and we read those references and we read the context around those references to try to get an idea of who is the angel of the Lord and what is his ministry. Now the precise identity of the angel of the Lord is not given to us specifically in the Bible. So we have to compare scripture with scripture and we have to put some clues together that would help us identify who the angel of the Lord is biblically. There are Old Testament and New Testament references to the angels of the Lord an angel of the Lord, and the angel of the Lord. And it seems to me, as I've studied every one of these passages of Scripture, that when the definite article, the, is used, it signifies a unique being separate from all other angels. The angel of the Lord. So different than all other angels in the Scripture. Remember Gabriel? What was he? He was a messenger. He brought message, messages from God. Gabriel is identified as the angel of the Lord. Very interesting. And there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And Zechariah saw him. He was troubled, and fear fell upon him. And the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. And Zacharias said unto the angel, Whereby shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife is well stricken in years. And the angel answering said unto him, I am who? I am Gabriel. So this angel of the Lord 
identifies himself as Gabriel, the messenger of God. I am Gabriel that stands in the presence of God. I am sent to speak unto thee and to show thee these glad tidings. Now, we mentioned this one earlier. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. So here appears Gabriel. Now, it doesn't mention him as the angel of the Lord specifically right here, but watch. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. While he thought on these things, the what? Angel of the Lord. Who was this? Who was the messenger? It was Gabriel. So as we put some things together here, this, this angel had to be the same one that spoke to Mary, comes and speaks to Joseph. It would have been Gabriel. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee uh, Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country another way. And when they were departed, behold, the what? Angel of the Lord. And we believe, putting the context together, that that would be Gabriel. Appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, and take the young child and his mother, and flee into Egypt, and be thou there until I bring thee word. For Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. Now this, we're getting close to Christmas, right? The Christmas story. And though the angel of the Lord, who was this? Probably Gabriel. Came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were so afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring thee uh, great tid uh, good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto thee is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. So they put all of this together, it very clearly identifies Gabriel as the angel of the Lord in the New Testament. And when Herod died, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, saying, Arise and take the young child and his mother and go into the land of Israel, for they are dead which sought the young child's life. Now here, after the death of Christ, we have his resurrection. And again, we have the angel of the Lord appearing. Now watch this. And behold, there was a great earthquake for the what? Are you all with me? For the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. Now, does it say that this angel was Gabriel? No. But after he rolled the stone away and the women came to the tomb, what did he do? He delivered a message, didn't he? Gabriel was the messenger angel. He is not here, for he is risen. Go tell the disciples. So again, we would assume that this angel of the Lord um, <clears throat> would be Gabriel. Here in Acts chapter 5. Then the high priest rose up, and all that were with him, which is the sect of the Sadducees, and were filled with indignation, and laid their hands on the apostles, and put them in the common prison. But the 
angel of the Lord by night opened the prison doors and brought them forth and said, Go stand and speak in the temple to the people all the words of this life. Now, is that angel of the Lord identified? Not identified. Okay? So do we know who this angel of the Lord is? No, we can't even put a context together. We, we don't know. It's just identified as the angel of the Lord. Here's another one in Acts chapter 8 and verse 26. And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, Arise, and go toward the south, unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem to Gaza, which is desert. Now, this angel has a what? He has a message. Now, it doesn't identify who he is, but again, we could say that very well could be Gabriel, the messenger angel. Another one, Acts chapter 12, verse 7. And behold, the angel of the Lord came unto him, and a light uh, shined in the prison, and he smote Peter on the side to wake him up, and, and raised him up, saying, Arise up quickly, and his chains fell off from off of his hands, and he led them out of the prison. Again, not identified who this angel of the Lord is. Another one in Acts chapter 12, verse 21 through verse 24. And upon a set day, Herod, arrayed in royal apparel, set upon his throne, and made an oration unto them. And the people gave a shout, saying, It is the voice of a God, and not a man. And immediately, who? The angel of the Lord smote him, because he gave not God the glory, and he was eaten of worms. And gave up the ghost. But the word of God grew and it multiplied. Is the angel of the Lord identified here? Not identified. Okay. Second Samuel chapter 24 verse 16. And when the angel of the Lord... By the way, does anyone remember why the angel of the Lord killed all these people? Okay, who just said that? Phil? David numbered the people to see how strong he was militarily. God told him, don't number the people. You just put your trust in me, not your military. And uh, Well, taking glory for himself and his kingdom over which he ruled, and God said, that's not happening. This is tragic. This shows you that your sin affects other people. And when the angel of the Lord stretched out his hand upon Jerusalem to destroy it, the Lord repented him of the evil and said to the angel that destroyed the people, It is enough. Stay now thy hand. But uh, vast numbers of people died that day. Here's, a, here's another one of the angel of the Lord. Oh, by the way, who is this angel of the Lord? Could be Michael. He was a warrior. But again, not identified. So this is what I'm saying to you. We can't make the Bible say what we want it to say. When the Bible specifically does not say something, we just have to say, you know what, I don't know. You know, it's okay to say you don't know. We can't figure everything out. And when the angel of the Lord stretched out his hand upon Jerusalem to destroy... Whoa, I'm going the wrong way. <clears throat> Boy, this really take a long time to get through a service, wouldn't it? 
Next. Here we go. And it came to pass that night that the angel of the Lord went out and smote in the camp of the Assyrians. They they didn't encompass the city of Jerusalem. Everyone thought they were going to be massacred. Smote the camp of the Assyrians and 104 score and 185,000 men that died that night by one angel. Can you imagine that slaughter? And when they arose early in the morning, behold, they were all dead corpses. I guess the Lord showed himself strong on the behalf of his people, didn't he? This is the one we read as we started. I told you a couple weeks ago we put that picture up. I just love that picture. Uh, Brother Gutlai gave an illustration of how the angel of the Lord camped around. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all of his troubles. The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivereth them. Again, the angel of the Lord is not identified specifically as to who it is. <clears throat> now, how many have ever heard of a theophanies? Okay, just a few of you, about a quarter of you have heard of a theophanies. This is a big word, right? This is a word you don't hear word we don't use, but doctrinally what it refers to is the appearance of God in physical form. A theophanies, the appearance of God in physical form. Now, let's look and see how the Bible would identify the angel of the Lord as God himself. Okay, God himself manifesting himself as the angel of the Lord. What is this a picture of? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego being cast into the fiery furnace. As they were cast into the fiery furnace because they would not bow down and worship Nebuchadnezzar or his image, this is what Nebuchadnezzar said. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astonished and rose up in haste and spake and said to his counselors, Did not we cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said unto the king, True, O king. He answered and said, Lo, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the what? Son of God. So this angel that was there with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fire had the very appearance of the Son of God himself. I want to say this, Nebuchadnezzar nailed it. Nebuchadnezzar nailed it. A theophanies. Let's uh, talk about Moses in the burning bush. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. Who appeared unto him? Who appeared unto him in this verse? An angel of the Lord. Let's keep on going. And Moses said... I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burnt. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, what? God. God, this angel of the Lord, was God. It was a theophanies. God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here am I. If we would continue in the text... This angel of the Lord said, Take off thy what? Take off thy shoes, for the place which thou standest is holy ground. This angel of the Lord is identified as God himself, a theophanies. Let's go to another passage of Scripture. 
Abraham married who? Sarah. He also had a handmaid by the name of Hagar. And there was real division between Sarah and Hagar, right? Okay. And the angel of the Lord said unto her, this is Hagar, the handmaid, I will multiply thy seed exceedingly, that it shall not be numbered for a multitude. And the angel of the Lord art with child. Who was the child she conceived at this time? Ishmael. Sarah conceived who? Isaac. Hagar conceived Ishmael. From those two came two great nations. From Ishmael came... No, from Ishmael came the Jewish nation. Excuse me. From Isaac came the Jewish nation... From Ishmael came the Arab nation. All right? Now watch, watch this passage of Scripture. And the angel of the Lord said unto her, Behold, thou art his name Ishmael, because the Lord hath heard thy affliction. Who hath heard her affliction? The Lord. And he will be a wild man. We just... how many it was I think 12 are still in the, 11 or 12 are still in the hospital 8 have perished these are wild men this is a prophecy coming true before our very eyes and he will be a wild man now, and also watch this and his hand these Arabs will be wild men his hand will be against every man does that sound like ISIS and will be against every man's hand, every man's hand against him. And he shall dwell in the presence of all of his brethren. Is that true? They're everywhere throughout the world. And she called, watch this. It's the angel of the Lord that's giving her this revelation. And she called the name of the Lord that spake unto her, Thou God seest me. So did she know who this angel of the Lord was? Who was it? It was God. It was a theophanies of God that appeared to Hagar. How many have ever heard of a Christophanies? Okay, a few more than have heard of a theophanies. A theophanies was a physical appearance of God. A Christophanies is a physical appearance of Jesus Christ in the Old Testament. Jesus did not have his beginning in Bethlehem being born of the Virgin Mary. Okay? Remember what Jesus said before Abraham was? I am. So let's look at some of what the Bible says. Because the context was so large, I just pulled out one verse. But remember when Abraham was visited by three men? Who were those three men? They were angels. One of them was the angel of the Lord. Okay, the other two were just angels, not identified. One was identified as the angel of the Lord. And this is what it says here. And the Lord. This is the Lord God. This is, I believe this is Jesus Christ. And the Lord appeared unto him in the plains. And he sat in the tent door 
in the heat of the day. Remember how they then gave the word that Sarah would be with child and she laughed when she heard that message. You would probably laugh too if you were 90 years old and you were told you were going to have a child. Genesis chapter 22, where Abraham offered Isaac upon the altar, another Christophanes. And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Lay not thy hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withhold hold thy son, thy only son, from who? Me. So who is speaking here? God is speaking, but he's identified as the angel of the Lord. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the stead of, uh, should be his son, <clears throat> Isaac. So, what did, that, what did that sacrifice represent? Jesus. Okay? Jesus. The Lord will provide himself a sacrifice. And so we believe that this, this angel of the Lord that appeared to Abraham was the Lord Jesus Christ, a Christophanes. And the angel of the Lord called unto Abraham out of heaven the second time and said, By myself have I sworn, say it with me, saith the Lord. Again, the angel of the Lord identified as the Lord himself. For because thou hast done this thing and hast not withheld thy son, thy only son, that in blessing I will bless thee and in multiplying I will multiply thy seed as the stars of the heaven is as the sands which are upon the seashore and all thy seed shall uh, possess the gates of thine enemies. What a wonderful promise because Abraham was obedient to the Lord. Now, what is this a picture of? Balaam. A prophet for hire. Okay? This is taken from Numbers chapter 22. This is quite long because the angel of the Lord is mentioned over and over and over again in this passage. So you're all going to stay with me? You're all going to stay with You notice how I'm not preaching or teaching tonight? I'm just reading the Bible. You know what that is? That's the best teacher you could have. Okay? So here we go. And God's anger was kindled because he went. Now, <clears throat> this is why it's so important to know Bible stories. Where was Balaam going? He was going to Balak, the king of the Moabites. What was his intent in going to Balak? To curse the children of Israel. Okay? Now, God upset about this? <laughs> yeah. And God's anger was kindled because he went, and the angel of the Lord stood in the way uh, for an adversary against him. And the ass saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way. Balaam didn't, but the ass did. Standing in the way, and his sword drawn in his hand. And the ass turned aside out of the way and went into the field. And Balaam smote the ass to turn her into the way. But the angel of the Lord stood in a path of the vineyards. 
and a wall being on this side and a wall on that side. And when the ass saw the angel of the Lord, he thr uh, she thrust herself under the wall and crushed Balaam's foot against the wall and he smote her again. And the angel of the Lord went further and stood in the narrow place where was no way to turn either to the right hand or to the left. And when the ass saw the angel of the Lord, she fell down under Balaam and Balaam's anger was kindled and he smote the ass with the staff. How many times has he hit this poor donk over the head? Three times. And you can imagine each time he's hitting her harder. You know, I wanted to know what the significance was in that it was a girl donkey. I tried to think about that. So, I was kind of thinking that maybe women are smarter than men because uh, the donkey could see the angel of the Lord, but this guy couldn't. But you're right, we don't, we don't want to go there. And the Lord... And the Lord opened the mouth of the ass, and she said unto Balaam, What have I done unto thee, that thou hast smitten me these three times? Now, I'm going to be honest with you. If a donkey would have talked to me, I would not be talking back to the donkey. <laughs> All right. And Balaam said unto the ass, Because thou hast mocked me, and I would there... Uh, I would there were a sword in my hand, for now I would, I would kill thee. Now he's really mad, isn't he? He's, he's really mad. And the ass said unto Balaam, Am not I I'm thine ass, upon which thou hast ridden ever since I was thine unto this day? Was I ever wont to do so unto thee? And he said, Nay. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the, the Lord. Okay? Angel of the Lord, but here now it just calls this angel the Lord. Then the Lord opened the eyes of Balaam, and he saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way, and his sword drawn in his hand, and he bowed down his head and fell flat on his face. What is he doing now? He's worshiping. Well, let me ask you a question. Whenever we find anyone bowing down to an angel in Scripture, what was the response of the angels? Get up. All right? So here now, Balaam is bowing down to this angel. Does the angel here tell him to get up? No. Why? Because it's Christophanes. Because it's the Lord. And the angel of the Lord said unto him, Wherefore hast thou smitten thine ass these three times. Behold, I went out uh, to withstand thee because the way is perverse before thee. You're doing the wrong thing. And the ass saw me and turned from me these three times. Unless she had turned from me, surely now also I did slain thee and saved her alive. You think now he's thankful for his donkey he just smacked over the head three times? And Balaam said unto the angel of the Lord, I have what? Now he's confessing his sin. 
Well, who do we confess our sin to, an angel or to the Lord? I have sinned, for I knew not that thou stoodest in the way against me. Now therefore, if it displease thee, I will get me back again. And the angel of the Lord said unto Balaam, Go with the men, but only the word that I shall speak unto thee, thou shalt speak. So Balaam went with the princes of Balak, and he still disobeyed God. Now let's go to the book of Judges. Who is this? Gideon. The story of Gideon in Judges chapter 6. And there came an angel of the Lord and sat under an oak tree, which was, when, which was in Ophrah. And Gideon threshed wheat by the winepress, now watch this here, to hide from the Midianites. The Midianites had taken over the land. The Midianites were the enemies of Israel. And so he's threshing wheat. But what is he doing as he's threshing? He's hiding. So he's scared of the Midianites, right? Hello? He's scared of the Midianites. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. Seems like the angel of the Lord saw something in Gideon that Gideon didn't even see in himself. It's kind of comical as you read that. I could just hear Gideon say, who, me? <laughs> me? A man of valor? You got the wrong guy here. And he said unto him, if now I have found grace in thy sight, said to the angel of the Lord, if I found grace in thy sight, show me a sign that thou talkest with me. And the angel of God said unto him, Take the flesh of the unleavened cakes and lay them upon this rock and pour out the broth. And he did so. And the angel of the Lord put forth the end of the staff that was in his hand and touched the flesh and the unleavened cakes. And there rose up a fire out of the rock and consumed the flesh and the unleavened cakes. And Gideon goes, Whoa. That's a sign. Then the angel of the Lord departed out of his sight. <clears throat> now we have the appearance that comes to him again. And when Gideon perceived that it was the angel of the Lord, Gideon said, at last, O Lord God. He sees the angel as who? Jesus Christ. Okay? A Christophanes. For because I have seen the angel of the Lord face to face, and the Lord said unto him, Peace be unto thee, fear not, thou shalt not die. Then Gideon built an altar there unto the Lord. And he worships. Remember, it's after this that Gideon then, because the Lord told him to go and to defeat the Midianites, this you mighty man of valor, you're going to defeat the Midianites, and Gideon's like, ah, uh, really? So Gideon puts out a fleece, lays it on the ground, and uh, he puts a kind of a test before the Lord, and he said, Lord, if you really want me to go and, and defeat the Midianites and lead an army against them, then in the morning I want the ground to be dry and the fleece to be wet. And in the morning the ground was dry, there was no dew on the ground, but the fleece was what? Wet. And so Gideon said, well, let's do this again tomorrow, but let's just reverse this. 
Let's have the ground be wet and the fleece be dry. And what happened the next morning? The ground was wet and the fleece was dry. Now, is this telling us that we should put out a fleece? I don't think so. I think this tells us that he really struggled in his faith and believing that God had called him to do this because he felt that he was incapable of doing this thing. So that convinced him that the Lord was in it. Remember how the Lord said, you gather all these men to fight against the Midianites, so he gathers as many men as he can, and the Lord says, take them down to the brook and watch how they drink, and if they lap up water like a dog, then I don't want them in the army. If they bend down and they cup up the water and they drink it, those are the men that I want in the army. And uh, so Gideon watches and probably has some others watch, so you count the men who dip their hand in the water and drink it, and... And how many did they count? 300. 300 men to fight against the Midianites, which were as the sands of the sea. But Gideon did. And he took his men into battle. And this is how he fought. He fought with a trumpet and a torch. They surrounded the camp of the Midianites... The torch was in a vase. They broke the vase. The light shine. The trumpet blows for the sword of the Lord and Gideon. And do you remember what happened? All the Midianites in the darkness of that night and seeing themselves surrounded thought that the army had converged upon them and they all killed themselves. An amazing story. Let's give you another account here of the angel of the Lord. Manoah. Who was Manoah? (laughs) The the father of the strong guy. Samson, okay. That's a senior moment right there. And there was a certain man whose name was Manoah, and his wife was barren and bare not. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto the woman and said unto her, Behold, now thou art barren and bearest not, but thou shalt conceive and bear a son. And that son we know was Samson. Then Manoah entreated the Lord and said, O oh my Lord, let the man of God which thou descend come again unto us and teach us what we shall do unto the child that shall be born. And God hearkened to the voice of Manoah. And the angel of the Lord said unto Manoah, Of all that I said unto the woman, let her beware. She may not eat of anything that cometh of the vine, neither let her drink wine nor strong drink, nor eat any unclean thing. All that I command her, let her observe. And Manoah said unto the angel of the Lord, What is thy name? That when thy saying come to pass, we may do thee honor. And the angel of the Lord said unto him, Why askest thou this after my name, seeing it is a secret? So Manoah took a kid, and with a meat offering, and offered it upon a rock unto the Lord. And the angel did marvelously. And Manoah and his wife looked on, for it came to pass when the flame went up toward heaven, off of the altar, that the angel of the Lord ascended in the flame of the altar. I'm going to tell you something. That's so cool. 
People that say the Bible is a boring book have absolutely not read the Bible. You know, have you ever wondered when they make movies of the Bible, why don't they just stick with the Bible? Because the Bible story is so much better than the stories they make up. <laughs> For it came to pass when the flame went up toward heaven from off of the altar that the angel of the Lord ascended in the flame of the altar and Manoah and his wife looked on it and fell on their faces to the ground. Who was this angel of the Lord? It was the Lord Jesus. But the angel of the Lord did no more appear to Manoah and to his wife than Manoah knew that he was an angel of the Lord. And Manoah said unto his wife, We shall surely die because we have seen God. But his wife said unto him, If the Lord were pleased to kill us, he would not have received a burnt offering and a meat offering at our hand. Comes another story. It doesn't specifically mention an angel of the Lord, but this is definitely a Christophanes. And it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, there stood a man over against him with a sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went unto him and said unto him, Art thou for us or for our adversaries? That's a great picture. And he said, Nay, but as the captain of the host of the Lord. Now, this goes back to what we talked about a couple weeks ago. When we find that word host, what does that have reference to? Angels. Angels. I'm the captain of the host of the Lord. I am, I am now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and did what? Worshipped and said unto him, What saith my Lord unto his servant? And the captain of the Lord of hosts said unto him, Joshua, loose thy shoes from off thy foot, for the place where thou standest is holy. And Joshua did so. This was definitely a Christophanes. This angel of the Lord accepting worship. So let's make the case, scripturally, for a Theophanes. The appearance of Christ in the Old Testament and a Christophanes. The angel of the Lord is identified as God. The angel of the Lord has power to give life. The angel of the Lord is all-knowing. None of these things are true of other angels. The angel of the Lord is called the judge of all the earth. Who is the judge of all the earth? The Lord Jesus. All judgment has been committed to Christ. The angel of the Lord can forgive sin. Only Jesus can forgive sin. And the angel of the Lord received worship. So I think it's very clear from the context of some of these passages that the angel of the Lord is none other than a Christophanes, an appearance of God, or of Jesus Christ, a Theophanes, there in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, Gabriel is mentioned as the angel of the Lord. So the angel of the Lord speaks as God, identifies himself as God, exercises the responsibilities of God. In several of these appearances, those who saw the angel of the Lord feared that they were going to what? They were going to die because they had seen the Lord. So here we go with the different kinds of angels and their ministries. We have the archangels, 
we have the cherubims, we have the seraphims, we have the ruling angels, we have the guardian angels, and then we have tonight the angel of the Lord. And so that takes us through the various angels and the ministries that they have. It is five after eight, so I will take just a couple questions if anyone has any. Right. That's why when you're putting these things together, you've got to put together the context of what's there. And uh, context is king. And that's why we always have to look at the context of Scripture. The question was when Balaam, when the Lord opened Balaam's eyes. But from the rest of all that story there, okay, uh, we put together that that was uh, Christophanes. That was a appearance of the Lord Jesus Christ. You got to take the whole story. Is there, is there any distinguishing... We're doing this because of live stream. I'm repeating here. Is there any distinguishing between a Christophanes and between a Theophanes? Yes, I believe there is. In a, in a uh, 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 Theophanes, it's definitely mentioned as God. Okay? In a Theophanes, we have it mentioned as the Lord, sometimes as the Lord God. But again, we would put the context in there, uh, like Abraham, you know, and offering that sacrifice, and the Lord will provide himself a sacrifice. So again, we'd have to take the context to see, is that the Lord Jesus Christ, or is that a manifestation of God? Again, the context would... And sometimes it's... it's you know what? It's not a big doctrinal issue, because Jesus is God. You know? Uh, I and my Father are one. But it's just interesting to look at that in the context of where those are mentioned. Yeah, well, we are, but it's fun to split hairs once in a while. <laughs> Especially if you have hair. If you don't have hair, it's not fun. But uh, Someone else? Remember, they were afraid that they would die. Okay? But God made an exception in those cases. But they thought they would die because they had seen the angel of the Lord who was God manifest himself. But God did not allow that. So God can make exceptions when he wants. Yeah, that's why we call it a Christophanes or a Theophanes. It's appearance of God in physical form. Okay, Just like Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father, but it was his flesh that 
Remember on the Mount of Transfiguration when he peeled back his flesh? What, what shone? His deity, his glory shone, but it was veiled in human flesh. Who passed judgment? Yes. So I'm curious, like, uh, uh, did Adam go through Jesus to, to reach heaven? So, like, uh, uh, you know, I'm curious on how that would pan out in the Old Testament. Well, we know that the Bible says all judgment has been committed unto the Son, has been committed to Jesus Christ. So not the judge of all the earth do right. Now, if you're talking about God uh, delegating judgment to individuals, we certainly have judges in the Scriptures we certainly have kings. We have those who are in authority. It's not true because everybody has always been saved the same way. The Bible says this, Abraham believed God. What did he believe? That God promised to send a redeemer. Okay? Here's, the, here's the difference. In the Old Testament, they looked forward to the coming of a Redeemer. The promise of Genesis 3.15. Okay? They looked forward to it. Now today, we look backwards upon it. Um, to me, it's much easier to put our faith in something that's already happened than a promise of something that will. But man has always been saved by faith. Through grace. Always. And that's um, Romans chapter 4. That you can, it even talks about David, talks about Abraham, both being saved by faith in the promise of a coming Redeemer. We got one minute. Well, it has nothing to do with our lesson tonight, but uh, he asked about Mount Moriah, okay, where. Uh, Isaac was offered as a sacrifice. Do I believe that is Calvary? Yes. Yes, I do. Same with the Lord Jesus. John chapter 1. Because they are one. All right. Well, interesting, isn't it? Next week, we're going to start looking at the evil angels. Okay? We've studied the good angels. Now we're going to be looking at the evil angels coming up. We're going to go to the dark side uh, next week. All right? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for our study tonight. We look forward to our future studies of biblical doctrine. We thank you for the clarity of Scripture, that when the Scripture speaks, we can speak. When the Scripture doesn't, we ought not to. And uh, the secret things belong unto the Lord. There's so much that one day we will understand. But right now, help us to walk by faith and not by sight. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people said, amen. You're dismissed.
You have been listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. We hope this message was a blessing and encouragement to you. If you would like more messages, visit our website at fbcclarklake.org, where all of our messages can be downloaded for free. Also, you can subscribe to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. All of our messages are available for free. If you want to keep up to date on what's going on at Fellowship, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, where you can see what's happening happening at Fellowship Baptist Church. If you'd like to visit us, Fellowship Baptist Church is located at 3200 Reed Road, Clark Lake, Michigan. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope to see you back here again next time.